This podcast contains discussion of mental health and may mention alcohol and drug use as well as suicide. Check the show notes for more information and links to relevant support services. Let's have a chat, an open, honest chat. Join best mates Lee and Jeff as they strip back everything, literally and figuratively, to have an open conversation about life. They might not solve all the world's problems from this hot tub, but a good chat with a good mate is not a bad place to start. Welcome to another episode of No Pants, No Problems. All right, episode three, no pants, no problems, just two mates uh, with, what did we say before? No inhibition, <laughs> no no inhibitions, no barriers, no... We had this whole pre-show no meeting yeah. about what we should put in our intro and hopefully before this episode gets released, we've worked that out and you will have already heard the intro uh, <laughs> over our great theme music. Um, Which is fantastic, by the way. I've really enjoyed it. It's good. That. I really enjoyed it. And that. I think it's very us. Definitely. It's a bit funky. I knew you'd like that kind of heavier guitar stuff. Definitely, definitely. Um, it's a bit funky. It's very cool. Uh, I am married to a very talented musician. He's a brilliant um, dude. That helps. He's composed three podcast themes for me <laughs> uh, in the space of the last two months. Because so, yeah, who wants spare time anyway? Yeah. No. Nah. Um, so yes, two mates, uh, laid bare, literally, literally and figuratively, um, In and the- just chatting about the world, chatting about stuff. Hopefully those of you out there listening who've made it through episodes one and two, uh, have gotten something out of that. Um, and if you haven't hang around, maybe you'll get something out of episode three. Perfect. Um, let, let me start this one off, mate. Last episode, you asked me, how am I doing? Let me spin it around on you this time. How, how are you? How are you at the uh, moment? Pretty good. Yeah? Tired. But that seems to be the theme of this episode, as yeah. I was falling asleep on the couch waiting to get in the <laughs> spa tonight. Um, it seems to be the theme of an entrepreneur, businessman, small, self-employed uh, person's life as well definitely um so yeah a bit going on with the business always working i was saying before we're open six days a week both of us at the moment are working six days a week in our main jobs um and then i've added onto that three podcasts three three podcasts uh editing the podcasts professional professional writer um helping coach the Baseball teams and Jesus. bits and pieces of that, as well as being a husband, son, and a mate. Yes. Speaking of baseball, we we uh, last week yeah. there was a bit of a <laughs> bit of ambiguity about the sport that we played. We had we had a, we had had a discussion previous to the starting of the starting of the podcast of how much of ourselves we wanted to interject into this, our personal lives and yep. and, and and such. And after the last couple of episodes, we've spoken to both of our partners about what they're comfortable with us talking about and what we ourselves are comfortable with talking about. We weren't 
trying to be misleading about what we had played, but it's not having, some big secret. Yeah, it's, it wasn't. It wasn't meant to be a secret the way it came across in that episode. But the fact that uh, we have played sport, the same sport of baseball for twenty five years, yeah, you'd, you'd be about the same, wouldn't you? Up around that number. Uh, well, I'm getting close to yeah, getting close to thirty. Yeah, there you yep. go. So yeah, so most people know who we are in the community. Whether that yep. be on this side of town, on our side of town, or the other side of town, where yeah. baseball's a bit more popular on the east side, but where we are. And yeah. I think, yeah, we, we did uh, have those first kind of two episodes with a little bit of vagary around, full disclosure, the first two episodes we've released were our test episodes. Exactly. Um, but, and so they weren't our best work because we were still kind of feeling our way around finding finding our feet and finding out what exactly we wanted to do um but since that we've had a bit more of a discussion about what we want to do a couple of people have listened uh to the episodes and so even though they're not you know a plus material we're going to keep them because there's some good stuff in there uh i'm gonna i'm gonna give them a solid b a solid b for those two okay all right (laughs) c plus all right (laughs) c plus b material um, we'll get to some A-plus material soon, but uh, as well, because we've decided that this podcast is about having open conversations, um, that we are going to put our names to it, uh, and yeah, so it's two real blokes having real conversations about real things. Issue, real issues and things that come up in our daily lives. Yeah. So... Yeah, to answer your question about how I am tired is the main thing. Um, And other feelings have come from the tiredness, but uh, I know that those other feelings, you know, my anxiety is a little bit heightened and my uh, depression is a little bit heightened as well. Yeah. Um, But I know that most of that is... From the tiredness. Fair enough. Speaking and speaking of depression, it's something we've both battled for quite a few years. Yes. I've been uh, medicated for depression for the last yep. 10 years and it turned my life around. I know you personally don't go down the medication route and go through the just keeping yourself ridiculously busy to deal with most yeah. of it. But yeah, there are, there, there are advantages to the medication. There are downsides as well, but... Overall, like what? Yeah, I think we have. I don't know. Maybe I have. Uh, yeah, the the medication thing is something that I've avoided for a number of reasons, and I've kind of got thought about it, and then thought away from it, and thought back on it. Yeah. Um, but I want. I think at the base of it is that I'm a massive control freak. Yeah. And. I think deep down I feel like I can control the depression thing and giving over to the medication. I'm not saying this about anybody who is on the medication because obviously it does oh, work. No. Well, I'm, I'm on it and I'm an advocate for it. So. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, I want to control it rather than uh, give into it is my little bit of feeling towards it. Mm-hmm. I do, however, feel like... Some parts of my life would be easier if I was medicated. I can see that. Um, but then I've heard, you know, like you've said, there's downsides. Um, 
I know someone who had a bit of a panic attack because we went away on holidays and he forgot to bring his antidepressants with him. Yeah. And so we were away for three or four days uh, and I was pretty naive to the medication thing at that stage. And I said, oh, it's only going to be a couple of days. Um, no, no, I'm, I'm, if I miss one tablet, yeah. I'm almost bedridden. It's so we had to find a country town chemist who was willing to ring his GP. And give him a couple of tablets. To give this. him you know, a couple yeah. to tide him over. Um, and I guess I don't like the idea of being reliant, potential be dependency. Reli- yeah, reliant on something. Yeah, dep- yeah. Dependent's a good word for it. Um, and I, th- I potentially have a little bit of a, an addictive personality. Um, which I've managed to kind of keep in check for most of my vices. Um, but as well as I think a big part of the addictive personality is I throw myself all in on something. Absolutely. Yeah. And so that together with what potentially could be an addictive bit of a personality, um, I feel like if I got on some kind of medication... I would just kind of almost go, well, this is it. This is yeah. fixed and this is going to do all of it for me. Well, uh, which I've, I've, even as good uh, as they can be, I don't feel like it's all of the thing. I've heard, I've heard from experts and I've got family in the medical industry that coming off antidepressant medication is just as bad as coming off some of the harder street drugs like her- yeah. heroin or ice or stuff like that because well, it's all brain chemical stuff. It, it, it messes with your brain chemicals. That's a hundred percent. My, my two kids and my wife have a saying, whereas if I'm particularly moody or snappy or you yep. know, just a, basically being an asshole, they'll call me on it and say, have you had your, had your tablet today? And nine times out of 10, I'm like, actually, no, I haven't. So yep. I'll go do that right now Yeah, because it does have a instant impact on my personality overall. But yeah, yeah so I guess there are there are advantages in the fact that I feel more in control with it, and I I, f- I don't have the coping mechanisms that you seem to have developed over the years. Yeah, well, I, I have purposefully developed them. Yeah, um, and have ink to keep that kind of going. Yeah, um, I'll put in our show notes the link to my blog post about my mental health tattoo yep. um, just to explain that a little bit more but I also feel like I, I'm a big advocate for self-awareness yeah and I know and totally understand the depression just sometimes is fucked brain chemicals yeah I totally get that but in I feel in a bit of my case it is triggered um, and there are causes for it yeah. that are things that I either should control. And things that you and I have discussed that you are aware of and, you know, you can call me at two in the morning saying this has triggered me and, yeah. and we, I can talk you down or, you know, yeah. just talk, talk you through that low point or whatever the, the situation is. Not saying you're on the standing on the edge type of thing, but we've all been there at some point. Yeah, no, there's definite... Lows that are triggered by certain things. Um, I think my brain chemical issue makes those triggers a little bit heightened. Yeah. Um, they might send me a little bit further than uh, other people. Yeah. But I do 
I, I feel like I'd be more confident and more settled if I was able to live my life with those triggers yeah. and deal with them um, than if I medicated away those triggers. I think I think the big um, stigma about medication is people think they'll just be numb. There's not going to be any yeah any feeling. And the way I describe my mental health is like riding a roller coaster. There's peaks and troughs, and if you're if I'm unmedicated, my peaks are phenomenal. I'm, I can take on the world. Yep. I'm bulletproof. All the rest of that, but my troughs are, you know standing next to the train line, looking at the oncoming train, wondering, mm. wondering, not knowing yourself if you're going to step out in front of it, which, you know, sorry if that's the trigger to anybody, but, you know, I've, that's a situation in my life I have been in. Yeah. And it's that it takes away those extremes at both ends. You're still happy, you're still sad, but you're not maniacally happy and you're not manically sad, I think is the yeah the thing that I, and I can appreciate most out of it. I can certainly see the the value for the medication in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think, yeah, I think we're just approaching our depression different ways. Yeah. With, over the years, varying levels of success, I'd say. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and varying levels yeah. of consistency. Yeah, I'm very shit at doing the same thing every day, which is, if, yeah. if that includes taking one little tablet, it's going to make the day yeah. better. Um, but, and I think to a certain extent, I've learned to accept it as a part of who I am. Yeah. Um, and it just is. And I think I kind of had to accept that as part of who I am when I started really getting on board, uh, with the mental health advocacy stuff and being more open about it, yeah. Um, I don't often shy away from it. Um, if you know, if I if I am in a mood, and somebody asks, uh, someone of a acquaintance level or higher asks, then I'll tell them. Yeah. Um, well, we've definitely had conversations where I've just gone, All right, I'll talk to you tomorrow because you're in attack mode or. Yeah, ultra defensive mode, which makes any advice or any anything said is not going to be taken the way it was intended. Yeah, and that's and that's a that's part of being as close as we are as mates is knowing that line and knowing all right, you just <laughs> told me where to go and where to put things that I own, and yep. I'm just going to be like, all right, I'll just chat with him in the morning, see how he's feeling. Once he's uh, over, yeah. over this rut, I know I know it's just a rut. I don't take it to heart, and that's a, a big thing that you need those mates that aren't going to be like, "All right, well, you just said this to me, so I'm going to go fight you now." Like it's not that's yeah, yeah. You know, half an hour after you've said it, you're like, "Fuck, I've said the wrong thing. I need to." Yep. And we're at the point now where we don't have to apologise. We just pick up where we left off the next day, yeah. knowing where we're both at. And I think I've that- done the same to you. I'm not saying this is a one sided oh, yeah, thing yeah. at all. And I think that comes from. The fact that we have been open about our mental health issues. Yeah. So if I do tell you to, you know, that you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. Um, you're not wrong. You know, <laughs> you know that um, at certain times that's my irrational mind exactly. speaking. Um, whereas I think 
for a lot of blokes that, and I don't want to say, you know, that you can use your mental health issues as a cop out. No, for no. some of your behaviour, not but at all. It's it, more—it's more owning it when you recognise it. I yeah. think is what we're trying to get at. And I think generally blokes don't talk about it. Yeah, um, which is one of the reasons why we are here talking about it. Exactly. Um, and I think if guys know, oh, that guy was a real asshole at the pub last night, they won't rock up to his place the next morning and try to fight him, or they won't try and yeah, fight him yeah, at the exactly, pub. Exactly. Yeah. They'll go, oh yeah. Maybe he's going Lee's through got, some shit. Lee's yeah. got whatever. Yeah. He's obviously a bit of a mood. Yeah. We'll check in on him tomorrow. And I'll, I'll admit, before being medicated, I was not a good person. I would lash out. I would, not violently, but definitely verbally. You know, I, was a, I, would, I would attack the people closest to you because you're hurting, you want those around you to hurt. And that's... Yep. They're also the safest not, Yeah, it's the safe, the safe thing, yeah. But, you know, that's... When you've got a partner that you've been with for a long time, that becomes yeah harder and harder for them if it's a continuous thing. Like yes, they can forgive you, but they never forget. Yeah, and and it does um, all become part of who you are to that person, whether it's explained away um, by issues or not. Yeah, yeah, I think there are various coping mechanisms yeah my big one is self-awareness yeah so i know at the moment that my anxiety is heightened for two reasons one is i'm very tired yeah two oh three reasons one i'm overtired three i've got a lot two one i'm <laughs> tired how tired are you the counting proves <laughs> point one exactly <laughs> one i'm overtired B, I am. And I have a lot of things going on. And three, three little eyes with yeah. the dots on top. Yeah, yeah. Yep. What's the third? Um, uh, two B. I've got a lot of things going on at the moment. Yeah. A lot of plates spinning, as they say. Yes. Uh, and then three is my birthday's coming up. It is next week. Uh, it may have been by the time this episode gets released. Um, but that is simultaneously. Exciting and triggering. Your your birthday is a big trigger every year because of your social anxieties. Yes. In, in the fact that you're like, hey, I want to party with a hundred people here, and but only three like me. And then, and then, <laughs> and if, then as if it gets you, closer, if you invite a hundred people and five show up, you're like, this is the worst night ever. When realistically, those five people who showed up are probably the closest people to you who fucking love you the most. Yes. Like, and I, I, as part of my self-awareness i've only invited five this year so when it's just me <laughs> yeah, yeah um no so yeah so i am well aware uh, and i think anxiety is a thing often that people aren't so aware of where it comes from sometimes Some- it doesn't come from anywhere which is the, the hardest part you can literally be standing in a line to get tickets to a movie or yep. in a yep. shopping center and all of a sudden you just have that fight or flight kick in and you're like, I need to get the hell out of here right now. Yeah. And I think a lot of our listeners will be understand where that what that feeling feels like. And it's being able to have that conversation with yourself where you're like, Well no, I'm not in danger. Yeah. I'm not I don't need to you know, punch the poor 
checkout chick who's taking her time bagging my groceries because I need to get the hell out of here. Yep. It's She's just, not causing that's anxiety. Right. It's, not, it's not her that's the issue. There's something going on above what you have control of for that split second or that five minutes or that hour or that day or that week. Yeah, and I think that that's, that's what I'm talking about in terms of the, the self-awareness is when um, that fight or flight or those anxious feelings come around, if you are aware of what your triggers are, mm-hmm. so next Saturday when I've invited a larger group to potentially do something for my birthday, next Saturday at about 2 p.m. Did I get that invite? No, because you're at your beauty uh, thing. Oh, yeah, right, yeah. Yeah. Um, and the last time we went out in the city, you flashed the Burke Street Mall. Well, yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna apologise to him. Doesn't anyone. mean I'm blacklisted you. <laughs> yeah. We won't we don't need to tell the full story. No, no, I'm not getting into it. Um so I know that at about two PM next Saturday the anxiety's gonna kick in. Yeah. Um and so being aware of that in myself, um, I'll have the appropriate preparations and the appropriate self talk mm-hmm. to get me through that. But then also, when it does come up out of nowhere, by having that self-awareness, I can go, oh, all right, this is no trigger. Yeah. It's obviously not real anxiety. Yeah. That unreal anxiety can fuck off. Yeah. So, and that's taken a lot of training. Yeah. Um, Mental exercises and stuff like that. And I think it's definitely helped. Um, and so, yeah, that's a big thing. And in the Facebook groups that we are in related to men's health and men's mental health, yep. um, it's something that I talk about a bit Definitely, is having that kind of self-understanding and self-awareness to be able to recognize your own issues. Well, the, the, the tools I've been given in the past for that situation are stop everything you're doing. If you're walking, just stop, take a second look at something, smell something, touch yep. something, you know, get your senses back on track to make your senses send the message to your brain like, all right, well, everything I can see, smell, touch and see and whatever, you know. The, it's not dangerous. It's not dangerous. There's no reason for us to be in this mood of yep. we're in danger, which is very hard and very takes a lot of practice to get down to being able mm. to bring it back from full-blown panic attacks and stuff like that i've only had maybe two or three in my entire life and i've been out of control most of them since then because the feeling of that was something i never wanted to feel ever again like when it gets gets to the point where i'm throwing stuff to get people out of the way yeah i've i've had i've only had one panic attack yeah um although i wouldn't call it a panic attack because i didn't panic an anxiety attack um where i had to leave where I was working, go and throw up in the toilets, which was not pleasant, as you said. Yeah. Feelings you don't want to have again. Um, but that was previous to me making the extra effort to control my mental issues. Definitely. Uh, and so looking back now, I know exactly what triggered it. Yeah. I knew at the time kind of what triggered it, um, but I know now why it got worse mm-hmm. um, but I think I've managed to avoid them generally since because I've worked on the self-awareness 
yeah. and the self-regulation. The only times I've thing. ever had I've, I've ever had them were shopping centres and things like that where crowds just overwhelmed by sight sounds. Yeah, people Out, Sh- outside my comfort zone. I'm, I'm I'm usually a pretty solo, not solo, but I'm not a big crowd guy, which is funny considering. Shopping centres are also shit, though. Yeah, that's true. There's, Generally. Yeah. You know, the bright flashing lights, everything's, you know, designed to stimulate. Yeah. And that's where my brain's like, nah. And there's lots of decisions. Yeah. In shopping centres, which is confronting for a lot of people, um, which is why online shopping is a great option for yeah. a lot of people, <laughs> your wife included. Oh, God, don't get me started. <laughs> Hi, honey. No, um, no, just whatever you're trying to buy right now, no. Yeah. Listen to the podcast. Uh, <laughs> make that your phone screen, and not take, eBay. And take, and take that out of the cart. <laughs> you don't need more sneakers. Um, so, uh, anxiety, covered. Covered, pretty much, I yeah. think. We've got, we, we, uh, <laughs> That's it. Bit, no, of te- bit of technical issues there. No pants, but no, problems, no problems, no anxiety. No, no, no anxiety anymore. We're all if good. If you had we anxiety 25 minutes ago, well you done. don't have well it now. Well done, well done. Take your pants <laughs> off, we're all good. Um, no, that we are obviously <laughs> joking, um, but hopefully uh, if you have a bit of anxiety. The point of this podcast is trying to have the conversations and have you join us in our conversations that you normally yep. wouldn't normally be comfortable having with your mates you know like you've, you've probably got that one mate that you're happy to have that conversation with but deep down you know if you're in a room with 20 blokes those 20 blokes have all gone through similar issues yeah some are just more vocal about it than others i think we're and trying to break down that barrier that the no pants no problem things yes we're actually in a hot tub right now with no pants on but that's yes. not what the name the name's more about stripping everything back getting back to the basics that's what I was trying to find at the start That's of the episode. That's what we were trying to say. That was it. <laughs> um, so, yes, having the conversation, showing that the conversation is possible. Possible and... Um, and beneficial. And the second you start talking about it, the bloke next to you that's, you know, might seem all gruff and yep. not up for it is going to go like, yeah, man, I, the same thing happens to me. Like, so we might speak about gruff and perceptions in the next episode. Um, but yeah, that, it's a conversation that can be had, um, and should be had, uh, and we have had the conversation. Now, if you would like to join our conversation, uh, find us on the socials, which will be mentioned in the show notes, uh, and in our little outro, outro yep. and that's episode three done. Thank you, sir. Thanks for listening to another episode of No Pants, No Problems. Make sure you subscribe on your favourite platform so you don't miss an episode. Join the conversation by following us on Facebook and Twitter at No Pants Pod. If you or someone you know needs support around their mental health, there are many support services available. Check the show notes for links. This episode is produced by Odd Socks Entertainment, music composed by Shane Cole-Hayhow and introduced by Matt Pankhurst. Bye for now.